Before we start today's episode, please do us a quick favor. If you like our podcast, we urge you to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help others discover our show. Join us in spreading stories of kindness to as many people as possible. I think the time is right right now for women to support women. And that's through kindness. It's not just about thinking of yourself. It's about thinking of others in your world and seeing that there's not equity among girls around the world. There's not equity among women around the world. And taking the lens off of just your day-to-day, and we're all so busy and we have so much going on in our lives and with our families, but thinking, how can I be kind to someone else? How can I take the next step to actually impact another person's life. And in my mind, that is the ultimate form of kindness. When you were young, was there a woman in your life whom you felt was always in your corner? Like your mom, your sister, teacher, or maybe a friend? You were so excited to share your dreams with them, no matter how grand or how seemingly audacious they sounded. They saw you for who you were, and more importantly, they saw you for your potential. And looking back, you realize that they did whatever they could to help you get there. To celebrate International Women's Day and International Women's Month, you'll be hearing a story of hope, paying it forward, and the power of education to transform lives. We couldn't be more thrilled to feature Tiffany Drake, Executive Director of Girls' Opportunity Alliance, a program of the Obama Foundation. This is Camille. And this is Maverick. And this is Sincerely Human, a podcast that tells stories of kindness in action from the lens of today's most inspiring humans. I always grew up with this really strong sense of empathy and seeing people around me that were struggling or there's extensive parts of my family that didn't have a lot. Tiffany was quick to say, what could I do? How can I help? I've always been one of those people that's trying to start a new committee on trying to make things better and improve what might be an inequity around me. And I don't think I was really surrounded by a lot of people that felt that way. You know, when I grew up or in school, it was something that was somehow embedded in me. I always did what I felt like I was supposed to do, coming from where I came from and coming from my family. Tiffany was born in Indiana and grew up in the Midwest. She was part of a middle-class, pretty modest family. My father, you know, came from a farm. He was, you know, one of those young workers that had to kind of work every day, go to school, and then, you know, kind of manage the family. So I grew up with those instincts where it was more about getting through the day, being, you know, the best, kind of a perfectionist, being the best you can possibly be, and really honing down and focusing on things like academics, doing the things you're supposed to do, like get out of school, go to college, get a really good job, and then stay there as long as possible. But Tiffany eventually found herself breaking from the mold. She left the traditional corporate setting. I feel like I garnered a lot of skills and things just going through my path and working in the private sector and and doing the things that I thought I was supposed to do. But really, I found I wasn't happy. What I really wanted to do was not just volunteer for a cause, but actually work in the space and try to make as much impact as possible. Tiffany took a huge leap. She joined USAID as a fellow. It's an independent agency of the U.S. federal government. 
and is responsible for administering foreign aid and development assistance. I got very inspired by international development issues when I was getting my MBA and when it was overseas a lot, working on international business and things like that, and really just seeing everything around me. I just realized that this was not okay, that there's so many people here in the U.S. that don't know what others are facing abroad, and I wanted to do something about it. So that's really where I made my pivot. And I think it's just this ability to take a risk. I was supported by my husband and my family to do that. But I think you have to be willing to take a risk and know that you may be taking a few steps backward to take a few steps forward to do what you actually care about and what you think that you can actually make an impact upon. Let's talk about that for a second. A, in life, you don't have to have it all figured out. And B, the steps you take backward can actually propel you and push you in the direction that's always been meant for you. And we had just uh, launched Let Girls Learn at USAID after the girls were kidnapped by Boko Haram in Nigeria. And I had gotten wind that Michelle Obama might take this on as an issue in the White House. In 2016, former President Barack Obama and former First Lady Michelle Obama launched Let Girls Learn. It was an initiative aimed at helping adolescent girls attain a quality education, ultimately empowering them to reach their full potential. I never took it for granted, the opportunity I had to be there every day and to walk through the front doors and to just walk straight upstairs and have meetings in Michelle Obama's office and meet with her regularly. It was a lot of work. It was very intense because we only had two years to do as much as possible. And we were the last initiative to come into the White House. So she ended up having four. We were the last one and the only international initiative. So I felt a lot of pressure to really make this as impactful as possible in a very short time. But this mission of supporting adolescent girls through education is far from short-lived. It transcended from a government initiative and is now a relentless pursuit led by Girls Opportunity Alliance, a program of the Obama Foundation. We had an amazing trip in Vietnam. Um, It is as amazing as any of our trips around the world where we really get to focus on young girls and their ambitions. It's an important uh, program because there are 98 million girls worldwide that are not getting the education they deserve. That's Michelle Obama at the Obama Foundation Leaders Asia-Pacific Program last December. Michelle, alongside Julia Roberts, was reflecting on their recent trip to Vietnam. The focus on adolescent girls is so important because that's when girls drop out. You can get a number of girls in school and a lot of global funding goes to getting girls in primary school. And then we say, we check the box, we reduce the number of girls out of school. But what happens is once they reach adolescent age, they tend to drop out. There's child marriage, there's early pregnancy. If there's not money, you send the boys. The women are supposed to then be of age to take care of the family. And it's just, it's a lot of places it's a cultural thing. There's a myriad of ways adolescent girls are not able to pursue their dreams. Dropping out of school and not getting an education doesn't have to be the end of their story. We just got back from a trip with Mrs. Obama to Vietnam and visited a school. And this young woman, Kim Twee, who was there, you know, she didn't have money. She didn't have electricity. She still takes the ferry an hour and a half each way to go to school. Um, and has finally got a scholarship to allow her to finish school. And now she's in university and she's come through so much. And yet she's giving back. She's launched a book drive in her community to give books to girls now going to school so she can give back. And we hear that time and time again, these girls who've gone through so much that get some opportunity to make it based on some of the programs we're supporting. And then they turn around and show kindness to their fellow girl and give back. So I think if they can do it, we can all do it. 
So you know how you might have that one person who's been in your corner the whole time? The one who cheered you on, told you you already have what it takes to become the person you've always wanted to be? Well, guess what? You can actually take on that role. Another young woman that we just met recently in Vietnam named Zun, she graduated from school against all odds, became the only woman business owner in her community. She actually opened a convenience store called The Happy Store, which we saw, which was great. Um, and she shared a piece of advice I think we can all follow. She said, education opened the door for me, and now I want to hold that door open for other girls. And so, in other words, if you pay it forward and you appreciate the opportunities you've been given, and you take a step back and actually think about that, I think so many times we just go through life and just take the opportunities we get and keep rolling. But if you can really take a step back and think about how somebody opened the door for you, it might have been a small door, it might have been a big door, but how can you then open the door for others? For Tiffany, that's putting kindness into action. She says it's taking the kindness someone else showed you, whether it was mentorship or advice they gave you, or giving you a chance to get into a school that you didn't think you could get into, or a job you didn't know you could have, and then turning that around and saying, I'm going to pay that forward. Zun, who got her education against all odds, is doing exactly that. She's now removing barriers through scholarships for other girls in her community. I mean, we've got stories just recently about, you know, fifth graders who collected books and hosted a book sale at their school. Um, another school that raised, you know, $200 doing a bake sale. Um, a girl who had an entire bat mitzvah, her mom sent us a letter that she donated all of the money she got to our, to our fund to help support our projects. So that's all about kindness. And we're asking people here in the developed world to do that. But you see these girls who come from nothing and the kindness that they're showing is really unbelievable. And honestly, that's what's unique about kindness. You might be in a situation where you feel you have nothing or you're not financially wealthy as other people around you. But you always have something to give, whether it's your time, your skills, or your voice. You can change someone's life. Or you have the privilege of funding certain projects. Or you have the resources to financially support organizations. You can do that too. There's really no cookie-cutter approach to kindness. So we have a network of a bunch of grassroots leaders, about 3,000 leaders on the ground that are doing this work. And we're connecting them. We're sharing best practices with them. We're sharing content with them. And then our point of taking a trip like that is to really shine a light on the work that they're doing for those around the world. So we also have a fund. So anyone can go on our website and go to our fund where we showcase individual projects that are doing this work on the ground. And they're hosted by those who know this work best. So some of them are life skills training. Some of them are actually building brick and mortar schools. Um, some of them are trying to overcome the barriers girls face to going to school. Like they don't have bathrooms at their restrooms at their schools or they, they need menstrual pads for the girls in order to send them to school. So it's a variety of different causes. There's still 98 million adolescent girls around the world out of school. So we have a huge job to do. If you want to learn more about Girls Opportunity Alliance, you can visit obama.org slash girlsopportunityalliance. As always, link is in our show notes. That's it for today's episode. We're taking a short break, and we'll be back in April with more incredible stories on kindness. So please stay tuned. Thanks for listening, and until then, be good to one another.